Hello, I'm John Kenny, the Relationship Guy and Relationship Coach, helping people to create healthy, intimate relationships. Welcome to the show, the show where we talk about all things relationships with a mix of my own relationship ramblings and some great guests from all walks of life who will be discussing the importance of relationships to them. Hello, today's guest is someone I've seen speak over the last year or so and was really taken back by her connection to business and relationships with her rebellious business brand and its success over the last 12 months. Uh, Welcome to the show, Cordelia Kate. Hey, thank you for having me. (laughs) You're very, very welcome. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thanks for agreeing to be on the show. Um, So, as I mentioned there, your business uh, your business is Rebellious Business. Would you like to tell uh, the listeners a little bit about yourself and that business, please? Yeah, sure. So um, the concept of Rebellious kind of came out around, well, maybe like a couple of years ago now um, when we did a ma- I did a major rebrand. And um, I'd say that this business, Rebellious Business, was technically launched in March 2020. Um, And the idea around it is that in order to be an entrepreneur, you have to be a bit of a rebel because we are told all throughout our lives indirectly through social media, through society, through school, through, um, you know, in in families and culture that we need to fit in. Mm. And actually, when you become an entrepreneur, what you really need to do is is be yourself. Um, And it's it's really interesting to have been asked to come and speak on on this podcast because actually for the last couple of years I really have been studying relationships and communication and very very interested in it and this Mm. idea of wearing a professional mask and hiding who you are Mm -hmm. in business actually you know has a lot of um, negative detrimental effects on the kind of people that you attract into your space and um, and so yeah rebellious business is is predominantly a company that works with startup entrepreneurs to help them build a successful business but there's a lot of mindset a lot of support around putting themselves out there often for the first time and opening yourself up to judgment criticism um, from your family and from the people around you. Uh-huh. And uh, obviously, when you do put yourself out there from anybody else who thinks they have got the right to give their opinion about what you're doing. Oh, always. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, that's really interesting that you said that, because that's uh, one of the things I work on with my relationship coaching to help people to attract the right relationships towards them is that authenticity. It's actually knowing who you are, knowing who you want to be and allowing yourself to be that person. And like you said, it's the same with your business. Um is, is that now, do you feel more aligned with what you're doing? Because, you know, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about your story and how you got to this point in the first place? Oh, yeah, I, I absolutely love what I do. I couldn't be more aligned with with what I'm doing. I'm, I feel very I'm full of gratitude for the fact that I feel like I found my mission in life and my purpose, which is amazing i'm still not entirely decided on whether we all have a purpose or not but that's a debate for another time um but anyway so i i actually um left school at 13 um had quite a rocky sort of start to my teenage years i was off the rails i was doing drugs i was hanging out on the streets and partly because i was very badly bullied at school so in the end, the school were about to expel me and my dad pulled me out to homeschool me just before I was expelled. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, um, and from there, I, I actually didn't do any GCSEs or anything. And I went straight into full-time work at 16 
and ended up just feeling like, what am I doing with my life? And I thought the answer would be to follow a childhood dream and, and go into nursing. And mm -hmm. so I did that. Um, I actually went and got an access course and got my GCSEs and A-level sort of level requirements that would get me into uni. And I got accepted into Oxford Brookes University and started studying as a nurse. Meanwhile, I, um, you know, I'm in, a, I'm in a relationship and then end up getting married in my first year at uni and went on to have three children during my diploma um, for nursing. <laughs> So I started my diploma single with no children. I finished married with three. I think there's a Guinness record waiting for me. I was going to say there's definitely somewhere. something that uh, you <laughs> yeah. if anyone's listening that's got a friend, I'm I'm up for a Guinness record with this one. I am, but it was it it wouldn't have been possible to have any more because you can only actually do your nursing over five years if you take any longer than that you get thrown off the course so right. with my third child I actually wasn't allowed a maternity leave I sort of like you know popped him out and popped back to uni <laughs> <laughs> carried on you um, did like to uh take on a challenge didn't you <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love a challenge it's my, mm. my own worst enemy sometimes yeah that sounds um, very uh I don't know overwhelming overpowering over everything I think yeah yeah so so my my marriage was actually like really rocky like it was it it died long before I left but mm -hmm. there were a lot of things that were that were were not great and um I actually started my first business to bring some stability to our family I thought that by us having a business together it would bring us closer together it would give him something to focus on he had been fantastic and supported me all through my nursing uh, diploma by looking after the kids whilst I was at uni and stuff and and this was supposed to be something for him to focus on but yeah. you know what transpired after a year or so was that I was now working 13 hour shifts as a newly qualified nurse mm -hmm. with three children under the age of four, um, also putting together a, a business, importing products from China, selling them online, uh, building websites, doing all the things with very little input or support from him and was just completely flat out with it and not getting any fulfillment from it and not really enjoying it and just really struggling to make it work. So my second business after that one failed and we shut the company down was, was actually created because that business was going to be my ticket out of there. That business was going to create independence for me to leave that marriage and be able to stand on my own two feet. As I'd been with him since I was 15, mm -hmm. um, at the age of 27, you know, it was, it was a scary, scary thought to leave and, um, and be independent and on my own feet. So that was, that business was, um, was born for that reason i don't think i told anyone at the time but that was the, that was the drive <laughs> behind it and um and i did it i did I, I left nursing within six months and left him within a year and my whole new life was born wow. really wow um, i mean that's an amazing story where, where did your entrepreneurial kind of nous or spirit come from bearing in mind that you'd had a quite a turbulent childhood by the sounds of it a quite turbulent uh, education for sure um and then you went into nursing which you said was your kind of lifelong what you thought was your lifelong kind of dream to do something like that um and then you decided to where did the idea for a side hustle come along and then where did the kind of the drive to start a whole new whole new life and a whole new business come from well I, I, you hear these stories of of you know these 
big sort of established famous entrepreneurs being a bit of a hustler at school um I do do have one little story like that I actually used to write little stories and print them off and sell them for 30p when I was about five or six I used to have like loads of stories that people could buy from me um but I think I don't know if it it's obviously not necessarily a hereditary thing but my my fam my dad's side of my family are very entrepreneurial my my dad actually along with his brother founded the Isle of Wight festivals in the 70s um got Bob Dylan to the Isle of Wight and so and he's very very ambitious you know he studied architecture at Cambridge he's got a property development company he's a GMO campaigner or was in the 90s um he has worked with Buckminster Fuller he was on the board to design Milton Keynes he's a art collector he sold pieces to the vna um and that's only half of it right so <laughs> you, get, you know growing up with a very very ambitious and driven father who who was quite influential you know he's 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 really an inspiration but there was definitely an element of um when i was a child he he would always want me to be top of the class if i came oh. home with good marks the question was but what did everyone else in the class get if I came home you know with an A it was like yeah but are you top of the class Mm -hmm. and when I graduated nursing with a distinction the highest mark you can get considering the fact that I had given birth to three children whilst (laughs) in a like very lonely and depressing marriage um I was incredibly proud of myself when his first words were, <laughs> yeah, but how many other distinctions did they give out? Because <laughs> if they gave everyone a distinction, it's not much of an achievement. But actually, if you are one of the only ones with a distinction, then that's pretty amazing. So I think, you know, he's just very driven and ambitious, but that mm. that led to me always wanting to make him proud, you mm, know? Sure. And so I think that when I was striving to get to six figures in my business, a lot of the drive behind having this successful business as well is has been because I want I want my dad to be proud of me. I want him to turn around and be like, wow, you're doing amazing. Right. And he 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 was, he has been very proud of me for a very long time. But I I realized very quick, well, not very quickly, but I realized this year that you know, we've achieved the six figure benchmark now, like what's the next goal and, you know, striving towards hitting 500 or a million. And I just can't get excited about it. Like I really can't. I, I actually completely demotivated me. And I realized this year that these entrepreneurial trophies that we get handed out, you know, the click funnels, a two comma award and, you know, getting prey, getting a round of applause, expert empires, because you mm. hit six figures or seven figures, or you did this really quickly. It's yeah. all really hollow and it doesn't actually mean anything. So, no. um, yeah, but I've, I've gone completely down a rabbit hole with that one. So I can't okay. remember what your original question was. <laughs> and if you want to talk about that with some coaching, just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, we were talking about that entrepreneurial spirit, but it feels like what you're saying is, I mean, I, and I'm not going to, I don't really want to coach you here or go into my therapy background, but it feels, is, is, there, is there a connection, do you think, there with that kind of never being able to be good enough for your dad? And no matter what you did, there was always something else he expected of you. And now maybe you've, you're doing so well and you've done this amazing job over the last 12 months. Do you think there's, is there something then maybe that's stopping you from, allowing yourself to buy into your success because your mindset is what's next 
No, I know I've, I've, I've done, I'm, I'm able to talk about this because I've done so much work on myself and, you know, the work is never done. Like, don't get me wrong. There are always going to be triggers, of course, but no, I think the realization was that the, it, it's striving for something that is expected by someone else or that is wanted for you by someone else yeah. and not something that means something to you. Yeah. So for me, creating goals and also for my clients, you know, creating goals that, give us more happiness and more freedom versus what is the kind of outlined next benchmark. Does yeah. that make sense? So it's not the fact that I can't appreciate getting to multi six figures or seven figures. It's, it's not that, you know, there's, there, there's something that's not letting me appreciate that success. It's that I've had the realization that it means nothing. Like right. it means literally nothing. Okay. And actually goals like being able to take my children to Turkey, you know, to go to a water park hotel for, for a week, you know, or goals like being able to pay for my sister to go to Barbados when she really needs a break or being able to buy my mom a house because she's going to be retiring with nothing very soon or being able to leave my three children houses. You know, these things that mean a lot more are what I'm striving towards. And I have removed all of the financial, I don't know if I can swear on here, I'll say BS all no, of the financial can, BS from on here. my programs, from the way that I coach, because it's all been around, you know, hit that 10K a month, get to six mm-hmm. figures, you know, do this. And it's like, why? Why do you want that? What's the reason for that? So mm-hmm. that's the, the realization that I've had, which is more of a breakthrough than an uncovering of, of work that needs to be done, um, which is it's really refreshing and really nice to, to have had, actually. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And again, you've you've you kind of really have gone on to that and the importance of relationships, I guess, then as well, haven't you? Because it seems like now what you're saying is the the importance of you having the business that you've got now gives you that freedom to be able to enhance your relationships and help your relationships where possible. Yeah, 100 percent Yeah. yeah. I think that's a massively significant thing. Um and, and you let's go back, if you don't mind, to the the bullying that you mentioned. Um, and you were getting expelled for for that um was well, that it was truancy it was right. it was because I was never there okay. um yeah we, we it was back in the days when we have middle schools remember those <laughs> and um at middle school it was all right but I was getting severely bullied by um, two sisters who would follow me home they'd like throw milk bottles at the house they'd pour drinks over my head um, I was probably a little bit different, you know, I've got a big name, Cordelia, you know, it's mm. a bit kind of, it's not Jane or Susan, is it? Cordelia right. sort of I, it took me a long time to grow into that name. Thanks, mm. dad. Appreciate that. <laughs> he decided that people with three syllable names are important. I mean, I don't know where we got this from, but that was why I was either going to be Cordelia or Angelica. Um, oh. Thankfully I was Cordelia, but mm. yeah, so, so there was, I, you know, there was also a big contrast between my mum and my dad, you know, that the one was brought up in a mansion, the other one was brought up on a council estate. They come from very different backgrounds. Right. And um, I lived with my mum predominantly and we would be scrabbling for food and clothes and whatever. And we didn't have school uniform. I don't know why I was bullied, but there, there were probably a few things that made me a bit different to other people um, in the, in the school. And these mm-hmm. girls just, they just were going for me, like to the point where, my my stepdad at the time actually got beaten over the head and needed to get taken to hospital because 
one of the girls was throwing milk bottles at our house. And then when he came out and he's like a psychotherapist, right? So he comes out trying to sort of talk the situation through with her and she just starts screaming rape. And this builder jumps over the wall and just batters him over the head. My mum comes home to find him at the bottom of the lamppost bleeding out and had to call an ambulance. So it was, there was a lot of trauma that was happening around middle school, but then my brother was born who I absolutely adore. I, you know, I've got a really good relationship with my little brother, but he was born when I was 12. And, and there's, there's a lot of stuff that happened from then on my childhood up until that age, until about 12 was brilliant. I had an amazing childhood. My mum was such a great mum mm. and she still is now, but that area around being 12, my brother being born, being severely bullied. And then, you know, I ended up actually taking a major overdose and ending up in hospital. And then what happened is I spent six weeks at my dad's over the summer. Of course, he's, you know, big, ambitious workaholic, just Mm. at the computer all the time. I'd find him asleep on the keyboard sometimes. And I end up making a load of new friends on the streets. And so by by the end of that summer, I, 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 I actually had a new circle of friends that I was leaving school to go and hang out with because it was easier to be with them than it was to be at school. Um, so, yeah. And that's when you got into the, the life of the drugs and stuff that you mentioned. Mm. Yeah. 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 So you've really kind of sort of come through uh, an amazing journey, haven't you, with, within yourself? And you said you've done a lot of work on, on your past to be able to kind of get your head in the right kind of mindset and in the right space and that relationship with yourself how how is that because it sounds like there are lots of reasons why you may not have been uh, having a healthy relationship with you Mm, yeah well that's a big one because for a long time I was actually too scared to look inside myself like to to tune into who I really am I actually remember I, when I when I joined this community called the SFM, which is like it's a, a an affiliate marketing and mu- like general sort of like business training community that I, I joined when I started my second business, um, and it was incredible because it was all growth mindset, all sort of you know learning about who you are as a person and all of this kind of stuff. And I and I ended up jumping on a plane and going to Arizona to an event that they had left my kids at home. Right. Um, I said to their dad, I was like, you're going to kill me, but I've just booked tickets and I'm going to Arizona next week. And you've got the kids. And he was like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Um, but you know, he was, he was very supportive in a lot of ways and, and mm. let me go. Um, and I remember being on the way back that there's a lot of things that happened around this time, but I was on the way back from Arizona. We'd gone to the Grand Canyon, we'd shot some YouTube ads, we'd had an amazing time and we'd changed our flights and we were on our way back and we happened to sit next to this man called Aldo who was on his way back from an Abraham Hicks seminar going to Hong Kong via the UK. And I had, I was obsessed with the law of attraction at that time. So Mm -hmm. it's to meet someone that had actually gone to an Abraham Hicks seminar was like, I don't know, like, like what, <laughs> you know, this is 2017 and it's, it's the law of attractions only just sort of starting yeah. to become mainstream really. Yeah. And, um, and he was a psychic and he sat and like 
basically told us all about the friends that I was with. And me and my friend were like, what the hell is going on right now? He was talking about his relationships, about his work ethic, about who he is, but like just completely read the guy. And I remember sitting there the whole time going, please don't, please don't read me. I I was terrified that he would, he would, he would like see that I was this bad person. Two months later, we are traveling to Australia for another conference. And um, I, I said to, uh, I was going for a branding workshop, which is all about uncovering your values and, you know, who you are as a person so that you can build a personal brand based on, you know, those elements. And um, it was an amazing three-day workshop. Mm. And I remember saying to um, a facilitator, who was more like a friend, really, I remember, I remember just opening up and, and saying like, I'm terrified that I'm a bad person. Like, I feel like if I look into who I am, I'm going to see something really bad. And I was crying and I had tears streaming down my face. And he said to me, Cordelia, if you were a bad person, you wouldn't be worried about it. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, you know, another part of this story is that we actually went to visit Aldo, the guy that we met on a plane. We went to visit him in Hong Kong and I got hypnotized in Hong Kong by him. And I had the most profound experience that I can only describe as some kind of spiritual orgasm. (laughs) It was just (laughs) mental. He hypnotized me and got me into this really weird like state. Yeah. And I was searching the streets of Hong Kong and like looking for something. I had his mm. voice in my head. I also had this music. Also had another layer of his voice. Like it was very bizarre. And I was definitely like, I could, he, when he told me to open my eyes, I couldn't open them. I was definitely under his influence yeah. there somehow. Yeah. And um, and I I was laid on this bed and it was so vivid. I was searching the streets of Hong Kong and I walked up these stairs and then just out of the blue, this big, and and, and look, this sounds mental, but it's just still shocking to me now. This white light came to me and said two words. It said, you're beautiful. And what happened in that moment was that my whole body started shaking. I had tears streaming down my eyes, uh, down my face. And, um, and it was just so bizarre. So I've, I feel like that was the start of my journey to loving myself, mm. to appreciating who I am as a person, to realizing that I'm not a bad person, that, you know, I, I am worthy. I am good enough. And it's been probably a two and a half year journey of solid self-development work of solid, like, you know, lots of tears, lots of um, really awkward and terrible dating episodes where I've been codependent at the start of that Mm -hmm. and and got to myself to a place now where I am no longer codependent at all Mm -hmm. um I have a lot more self-love than I've ever had before and it's made the relationship with my children much stronger because because my cup is full I'm able to love them how they need to be loved whereas when you don't love yourself that's a very difficult thing to do most definitely, most definitely. Like you said, you're always looking to kind of fill a hole there, aren't you, with with other things and other people, and um, and that leaves you fairly empty within mm. yourself. Um, and like you said, when you're trying to bring up a family and be a, you know, real positive and loving, caring, supportive influence on on your children, that could be quite a hard task to do when you haven't got that within you about yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Amazing journey and what an amazing experience that you had to 
kind of helped it sounds like it really released something within you that enabled you to see yourself in a completely different way yeah yeah I don't know where the fear was but but it, it shifted eventually and and it you know I have to say that I actually um I actually used dating to shift it as well okay. um I, I for for a period of about six months I was using online dating to go on dates to get over it just to get, <laughs> and it worked right. I th- that alongside the other work I was doing on myself, like it totally worked. It, 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 it helped me to have that massive shift from needing to, you know, be attached to someone else in order right. to, to feel so like we, I was complete. So you were recognising the dates that you're going on that maybe people you would have attached yourself to the past and and changed that the way that you were being with those relationships? Yeah, 100%. Like I used to compare myself to who I was on a date with Right. And I used to I, I used to feel that because I'm a single mum of three kids um, and I haven't put a lot of this down to my friend Caroline, you know, she's really, really coached me and supported me over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had breakdowns together where we've had like two days of solid crying over yeah. boys and just like, <laughs> and over just the whole like frustration that comes with it. Right. But, um, but yeah, that there was there was definitely, you know, I would compare myself. I would feel like um, I had baggage. Mm-hmm. I was very scared of, of, of actually leaving my ex-husband because he would tell me that um, no one would ever want me. Um, my mum was a, a single mum and, um, you know, I've, 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 I've been witness to people saying very harsh things about her being damaged goods mm-hmm. um, when I was a kid. Not, not very nice term to say about anyone. It's definitely not true. Um, but you're very impressionable as a child. And I also, I didn't want to be a single mom. I was terrified of being a single mom. I was like, if I'm a single mom, does that make me damaged goods? Like, does that mean that I'm broken? Um, does that mean that, you know, and, and he would say to me, you know, if you leave me, no one's going to want you this, that, and the other, you know, um, and stuff like that. And again, it's, it all kind of sort of, it, it sinks in, you absorb the things that people say to you yeah. sometimes and yeah. so yeah I was very yeah. scared to leave and when I first started dating god I was 28 and I opened dating app for the first time it was um very scary experience mm. and um I was definitely recognizing that it was an area where I had not matured like I was still very juvenile <laughs> in my <laughs> whole kind of you know I hadn't done it before I'd been with my ex since I was 15 so you know it was a brand new experience and I would compare myself I would see that this person is free and single and location neutral and all these things and I'm tied down and I've got all these responsibilities and all of this kind of stuff and and it would make me feel really shit because it it would it would just it would um uh, what's the word like concrete like reinforce your belief reinforce yeah. the um the fact that I was al- I was alone and I was alone because I was a single mum and all of this kind of stuff and that I was unlovable and unwantable and all this kind of thing so yeah it's taken a lot of a lot of work to to get past that and I've had a couple of short-term very short-term relationships since leaving that long-term relationship yeah. Um, and they've all taught me something, but yeah. I've actually in the latter part of 
dating been using it to get over it and I you know in the last year it's completely shifted and um it's been a good strategy I would say <laughs> I'll have to pick your brains about that one afterwards <laughs> well I said to my I said to a friend I said to her you know how do you how do you heal yourself mm. like for god's sake i feel like i've been trying to heal myself for so long and i've still got the, these wounds that people talk about you know yeah. how do you do it like how yeah. do you and she just said one thing to me that stuck out and was very profound she said you've got to just keep doing the thing you find most uncomfortable mm. over and over again and yeah. so that was it for me that was the mindset shift i was like okay I'm no longer dating to find a partner I'm dating to throw myself in the fire over and over again so that I get over it and yeah. it worked great and then I got like a different mindset every time you went out on a new date <laughs> poor guy little did he know <laughs> my experiment <laughs> it sounds like a, a way a different way to go through it it's not something I've not heard of really before but yeah it definitely sounds like something that could be a uh, a work in progress kind of thing I don't get how do you know unless you practice right exactly <laughs> yeah I know that I might mean, I was I started my journey in personal development about 15 oh god no 17 years ago and it probably took me 10 or 12 years really to um to do that work on myself I had an awful relationship with myself pretty much like you were I in fact so much so that um I've I, I stood on stage one day after winning a raffle and just saying my name out loud embarrassed me uh, because I just didn't accept who I was. I thought it was just because I was standing on a stage in front of like a few hundred people. But actually on reflection, it made me realise actually just saying my name out loud made me embarrassed. Mm. Um, and I had a lot of work to do. Um, I didn't have an enlightening hypnotherapy moment like, like yours. <laughs> um, but um, working on myself and you know, it is a journey. And like you said, it's a constant journey and it's a constant practice day in and day out that, uh, that, that we need to keep working on all of the time to make sure that we are the best version of ourselves that we possibly can be on a day-to-day -day basis um, without kind of setting too many high expectations and stuff of ourselves when we do struggle from those spaces. I'd like to kind of just move on if possible. Thank you so much for sharing that personal uh, journey uh, with us um just about your 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 rebellious business because you know the importance of relationships in that can you tell the listeners something about your business and and how the relationships is, is so significant to your success well I think relationships are going to be significant to everyone's success like let's just make this clear we are nothing without other human beings mm -hmm. we can't survive without other people around us and the you know the saying your network is your net worth is such a cliche but abundantly true mm -hmm. um when i rebellious business was originally a networking event right we i well it was just me at that time i talk in we's all the time because <laughs> just because like i have a team now so i'm like we yeah. this we that it's like no just just to say me yeah. and i sometimes because <laughs> it is sometimes i'm just like yeah. but um when I launched the Rebellious Business Network, it was a networking event. And it was because we'd just gone into lockdown and all the networking events were cancelled. And I'd actually been going to networking events off the back of some advice from a mentor of mine um, to just 
get out there and go and meet some people. Why not? Yeah. I'd never done it before. I'd never thought of it. And it, the thought of it was like, oh, but I went anyway. And mm-hmm. and I I'd probably attended about four or five of them. And then lockdown came and I looked into going back into nursing because I was like, well, anybody can, you know, run a business, but they need skilled people on the front line. And I had those skills, but I had actually come off the nursing register. So mm-hmm. originally before they'd announced the, uh, the retirement scheme, the retired nurses scheme, um, I'd actually looked into it and it wasn't, it was going to take me like two years to get back on the register. So that was no good. So I was, I actually remember thinking, you know, well, what's my role going to be here in, in COVID? Like, I feel like I want to do something. Um, and that was why I launched the rebellious business network, which is laughable because it's like such a drop in the ocean, you know, it's not exactly a noble thing, but it was, it was, that was my reason I had, had a big sale in the bank, you know, I didn't need to make any money and, and it was launched off the back of just wanting to put something together to keep business owners connected through yeah. the lockdowns right. little did i know it was going to be a really big hit and um you know we've we've got a thousand businesses in the network now and we're actually mm. not a networking event anymore we're more like a membership that doesn't have right. membership fees um but the the fact that that was you know it that whole thing is about building relationships it was about keeping bringing people together mm. in times of social isolation does not mean social disconnection type message mm. and um that was the point of it. Now, the I use relationships a lot in the way that I, you know, I'm, I'm a marketing coach, essentially. I teach people how to sell products online. Yeah. And um, one of the biggest things that I want people to know and understand right from the off is that the purpose of marketing is just building relationships. Yeah. Anybody that's been in my space for longer than five minutes will have that ingrained in their head because I talk about it all the time. And um it's so, so important that we understand that because everything that we are doing online, whether it's creating videos, putting posts out, engaging with other people's content, whether it's starting a Facebook group, it's all for the purpose of building relationships because relationships are built out of trust. And as a coach or a consultant, in order to have clients come and make the committal decision to work with you, they need to know us, like us, trust us, believe that we can help them get the result that they want they need to understand that we are the solution to their problem and there's a there's a process that needs to happen there for them to get to that space and that's called taking someone from being cold to hot in the original sort of dehumanizing term that that the um, i think there's a worse one than that that i've I've heard the cold to sold one cold to sold yeah from (laughs) cold to sold just like you know but the stages of the stages of commitment in business are the same as the stages of commitment in dating right Mm. so the way that i explain this is that somebody swiping right on you is the equivalent of somebody deciding to follow you on instagram (laughs) somebody um giving you their number is the equivalent of somebody signing up for your email list somebody Mm. regularly opening and reading your emails is the equivalent of dating someone and then deciding to get married or have a baby is the equivalent of somebody signing up on your high ticket program Mm -hmm. and the the similarity between these levels or bases whatever you want to call them is commitment yeah it's different layers and levels of commitment that require different layers and levels of trust and belief in someone and um, I think connection there, isn't there? There's, there's, there needs to be some kind of connection between you and and the client yeah. and and the person and the person you want to work with, yeah. uh, uh, in order for you to to trust them with what it is that you want to achieve. 
100% and people love this tinder analogy like it goes down really well because it's so relatable and it's actually quite funny and you know everyone likes to have a little sort of like side giggle about you know something to do with sex like it just <laughs> makes people laugh yeah. but but the, the 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 truth in it is is that if we go into marketing with the mindset of I'm just building relationships. I'm just meeting, connecting with people. And you make it about that rather than you make it about I'm looking for sales. Like, you know, it's a bit like going into dating, going, I'm looking for someone who's going to give me a baby. That's what I want. That is my immediate outcome, desired outcome right here, right now. What's going to happen is is that you're probably going to end up in very weird or dangerous relationship or one that is not built on the right terms and it's exactly the same in business you're going to have a very low conversion rate if that's your attitude with you know getting out there and and building your business it's all about the relationships that you make and the connections that you that you create through your marketing and if we have that mindset instead of going for the end goal, what's going to happen is the end goal is going to come anyway, because you're going to build lots of really awesome relationships, which is going to create a snowball effect. Because there is one significant difference between dating and business is that the conversion rates are different. In dating, we just need one, unless you're polyamorous, then that's another conversation. But in business, you know, we need we need, we need to convert more than one. And I guess so, you know how many wounds you're still carrying from your past. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember that when I first started networking yeah I come from a therapy background people would come to me for therapy and then when I switched over to coaching in sort of nine years ago or so um I went started networking and I went into these networking just expecting people to want to work with me because I'm amazing and I've got this great coaching program <laughs> and everything else and then I was like, why is no one wanting to work with me? And I was coming away from these networking meetings thinking, well, why is nobody wanting to, I'm having these lovely conversations with people, but no one's saying they want to be, want me to be their coach. And then I thought, well, it's not about that. It's you go, I go, you go networking to build connections, to, to start making relationships. And then something may come from that or it may not, but it's just being able to put yourself out there and meet people and collaborate and connect and, you know, and then whatever will come will come from that. Um, so it's interesting that you mentioned that around about um, kind of the marketing side of thing as well, because that's exactly what I learned from networking. And like you said, with now with marketing, you need to create something with somebody for it to move on to the next step. Um, mm. And not like you said, just going out and saying, how many babies can you give me, please? Well, that's the problem. And a lot of a lot of people do actually just plow in straight for the sale. And of Mm. course, it fires off a red flag for us, because if 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 we get a DM or we get into a breakout room at a networking event or we meet someone that's instantly, you know, it's clear that they are going for the sale. We get we have red flags Mm -hmm. like alarm bells go off just the same way as we would in relationships if we could someone was like too keen too soon because it just it's like you don't you you don't care you can't care about someone unless you've built that relationship and therefore somebody kind of what being too forward too soon sends off an alarm bell because you're like just just after one thing really this person's definitely just after a sale you know or the equivalent in dating so it's it's that same thing you know the the trust is really important because yes you might care about complete strangers 
I'm sure we all do, right? But the complete stranger is not going to believe that you care about them no. unless that relationship is in place and no. that you've got their best interests at heart and there, there are red flags that go off. It's, it can be quite needy behavior, you know, yeah. and, and there, are, there are red flags that go off. So when we're getting these DMs in our inbox every single day that are like, love the content that you're putting out. It's amazing. Have you ever considered delegating your Instagram <laughs> tasks? It's like, yeah. No. no. <laughs> Sorry. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, some people you're not even connected with, like on LinkedIn and stuff, and you'll get a message into your inbox. It's like yeah. immediately trying to say, this is what I do. Would you like to buy it off from me? Yeah. Follow this link. And you're like, I have no idea who you are. Why would I do that? Yeah, exactly. Mm. There's a time and a place, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. So as you're saying, you know, it actually takes time to build your network, mm. to, to build relationships with people, to build that level of trust. It does take time. Yeah. Um, it's a compound effect. The more people you know, the better. But first, if you don't know anyone, you've got to start building those relationships out. Yeah. But it does snowball. And there is a fast track to it, which is to put on live events, put on live events and gather lots of people and give them a great time. Yeah. And when you're on a call just like we are now i mean we've not met each other before properly mm. and you know after this you know i feel like i've got a bit of a relationship with you i saw you at expert empires or whatever oh hey john how you doing and it'd be like we're old friends just yeah. because of this connection that we've had here yeah. and so with with um you know marketing one of the things that i found that is a fast track to building relationships on mass if you like and having that become a snowball effect is to run live events and it's just a Zoom call that you give a load of people the link to. Yep. And then they come and have a great time. And then they're telling their friends about it. And it kind of grows via word of mouth. And yep. you're marketing it effectively as well. So you've got new people finding you all the time. And, and that's how, you know, in the space of a year and a half, we've got a thousand people in our actual network, which in the grand scheme of things is not very much, but it's definitely about quality over quantity. Yeah. You yeah. know, we've got a thousand high quality members rather than just a thousand people that are kind of like not really that interested dipping in and out everyone's mm. yeah that sounds like an amazing sort of structure you've built around that and the, like you said the significance of those connections that you've made are much deeper than just a, a sort of fly-by-night kind of or sort of thing that people just pop in and out of and don't have any real commitment to mm-hmm and like a relationship, like any kind of relationship, there needs to be that foundation, that connection for people to want to commit to something. And it sounds like you've built something amazing there for, that people can do that. Um, we are just going to run out of time for today. Um, so if you could just tell people how they can get in contact with you if they want to connect. Sure. Well, I mean, it's quite easy to find us. If you search for rebellious business, we'll come up. Um, I'm on Instagram as at cordelia.kate. Um, and you can just come along to the Rebellious Business Network. Like I said, it's the, the membership without membership fees. You probably want to be a business owner if you're coming along to that, because otherwise you won't find it relevant to your life <laughs> at all. Um, but we have a really, really awesome uh, Facebook group. We've got our own private podcast for our members only. And mm. we've got um, a live call that happens every Wednesday at 1030 with marketing strategies and tips and training. And it's completely free. Um, and I think one of the beautiful things is because it actually turned into something that allowed us to make quite a lot of revenue off the back of 
it's a resource that we've able to, been able to keep free. Um, and so it will never have the fees attached to it. Um, and I think that's one of the one of the beautiful things about it, because I'm told all the time that we should be charging for it, but I refuse. Sure you are. I can't know the people that are telling you that too. <laughs> Um, but it's amazing that you're you're prepared to and you're and you know you, you've seen the impact that it has had over the last 12 months and it's amazing that you're prepared to keep that as a resource that anybody can access um thank you so much for your time today and for sharing your story uh it's been an amazing conversation i'm sure everybody will agree that's uh, been listening today thank you very much cordelia kate thank you thank you for having me thank you for listening Please subscribe, follow and review the show. That is very much appreciated. And please do reach out if you would like to know more about how you can create healthy, intimate relationships in your life. I will leave you with this quote from Carl Bond. Although we can't go back and make a brand new start, we can start now and make a brand new ending. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Relationship Guide.